Hello and good morning. This is Good Morning Montessori Podcast. I am Sean Ajani. I am your host. This morning we have a very special treat for you. We have Miss Salma Ajani with us. Good morning, Miss Ajani. Good morning. Let me tell you a bit about Miss Salma Ajani. She is very special. First of all, she has a master's in Montessori. Have you ever heard of that? She does. She also has a degree in communications from USC in California, and she runs a very successful Montessori the last 10 years, Montessori Ivy League in Pembroke Pines, Florida. Here's a fun fact about her. She used to be one of the speakers for Tony Robbins. Okay, that's good enough. Now, once again, welcome Miss Salma, and uh, let's get started. So, here's one thing I've been wondering about. Uh, I was recently talking to some friends of mine, um, and her, you know, and her, her, one of her concerns was that her daughter, who's uh, who's a new mother, and uh, you know, she has a kid. I think she's she's 18 months old, and she's wondering uh, what's the advantage of sending that child to a childcare over just keeping her at home. I think the best thing to keep in mind is that you have to make a choice um, whether you want to make a choice to send a child to school or are you looking for a place to just play. Montessori is a science uh, which has a curriculum in math, language, science, geography, practical life, sensorial art and peace curriculum and uh, it began in 1907, created by Dr. Maria Montessori. So that is the major difference between any daycare or a preschool uh, compared to Montessori. So you're saying that um, the decision that the mom would make about sending the child uh, to childcare is not to send the child to a daycare but send to a Montessori, is that what you're saying? That's correct. And um, I, I understand that Montessori is expensive, so a lot of. But let's hang on. So uh, let's talk about. I understand that you're talking about the difference between a daycare and a Montessori. I think that's a that's a good one. And in fact, that will be my second question to you. My first question stands like I asked you before: Is that give me a few reasons why a a young mom with a let's say an 18 year old child should decide to send. That you know, of course, if it's a new parent, there's going to be separation, anxiety, and all that that goes along with it, both with parents and the child. And dads are not <laughs> immune to that, too. Trust me, I know. But so, so let me ask you this again. Uh, I think we went in a different direction here. Why would a mom separate herself from a child and send the child to a childcare? Let's forget that it's a Montessori or daycare right now. Tell me why she should do that, and give me a detailed answer. I'm really interested in this. Sure, of course. Uh, one of the needs children have when they are younger—that's that's the age of absorbing mind, where they're absorbing knowledge. So, if they are home with mom, what's going to happen is whatever mom is doing, even with the phone call, the routine will change. When the child is in a Montessori environment, routine stays the same, and then you see children who have a consistent routine have a better brain development. Another great thing about it that that's the age they want to learn. They want to absorb knowledge. And no matter what kind of knowledge they have around them, whether it's a television on in front of them or whether they have curriculum, you know, organized 
set up lessons and new ideas around them every week. And then they will absorb that. Another great thing is they need to socialize. They need to make friends. A lot of time parents think it's, it's okay, I'm there. I'm playing with them, but they need to play with children their own age or maybe a little bit older. So there are so many needs are met uh, for children when they come to an environment which is prepared environment for them, specifically just for them. Can you tell me what, what do you mean by a prepared environment? I don't understand. So, uh, for example, in our school, children start from age one up to age six. And uh, every week there is a lesson plan for children. For example, when I'm giving tour, I always talk about how we teach children math, language, science, geography, practical life, sensorial art, and peace curriculum. And starts at age one. So a lot of time parents would, a- would ask me, how would you teach a one-year-old geography? Well, it's music-based curriculum. If you come to the classroom, you will see the singing names of the continents, sounds of the letters, English and Spanish, and then suddenly you will see the, this amazing vocabulary a child would have. Okay, so there, there's two things uh, you told me. One is that the child gets to actually learn something as academics versus staying at home. And second is that the child will socialize Exactly. Not only learn to socialize, but also learn to make friends. That's a very different skill to have. Now, as an adult, mm-hmm. I have trouble socializing. Um, I can't imagine a one-year-old socializing. Just can you elaborate. I'm very. That's fascinating. Can you elaborate that, please? Sure, definitely. That's the age. Um, even though they play side by side, you will see that they are aware of each other's presence. And they are usually connected with certain kind of friends. I mean, in our school, when you will come in, the certain students from age one or maybe 18 months or two years old, they're constantly together. They enjoy playing with each other or side by side to each other. So you can see that their friendship is developing. And many of them stay friends until they are six years old in our school. And then they go to elementary together. So it becomes a lifetime of uh, friendship for them. Okay, well, this is... um Good morning, Montessori, and this is your host, Sean Ajani. We're talking to Miss Salma, uh, who owns the Montessori Ivy League Academy in Pembroke Pines, Florida. And so far, we've been talking about why a mom should send the child as young as one-year-old to a preschool. Uh, you know, and one was to learn, and the second was to socialize. Uh, so we have learning and socializing. Miss Salma, uh, why else would a mom separate herself from her uh, child that's as, as young as one-year-old? A lot of time it's more um, finance-related, that mom needs to go out and get a job. And uh, sometimes it's more of a, I think it's time. A lot of time mothers feel like that it's time for them to go out in the adult world and connect with other parents. So many of our children, um, especially the toddler classroom, children would come only... I'm sorry, hang on. So uh, we're talking about two things here, finance and socializing of the parent. Let's talk about the finance part. of it. What do you mean that it's just finance? Can you, can you explain that? Sure. Uh, mom may be very, very highly educated and is able to make a lot more money, for example, maybe more than dad. So they may decide that they both may want to work and uh, they want the child to be in a very positive 
a scientifically based environment and not just a daycare. So they, then they would choose Montessori as a school for them because it is expensive for, and some parents just choose to send their child because mom may feel like, I don't have the knowledge. When you say expensive, uh, how expensive? Well, most Montessori's range between 700 to $2,000 a month. $2,000 a month, is that, is that something normal? Yeah, for Montessori's, yes, that's very normal because de- it depends on which environment they are, which area they are in. Um, for example, in our area, Pembroke Pines, it may range, you know, from 700 to $1,000. But if you go to Miami Beach or Biscayne area, it may double there. So let's stick with, I like this, where we're going with this. Hey, let's stick with the, um, the finance related. So uh, you think that a parent would be better off sending a child and paying about a thousand dollars a month uh, and then working there are a lot of parents who feel the same way yeah they feel that it's better for child to start um, organizing and you know it's it Montessori was a brain development concept it was not created to teach ABC one two three which don't get me wrong we have children who do great with ABC and one two three but it was created for brain development so children who grow up in a Montessori environment are usually, um, in my opinion, are much more smarter and more advanced, and, but also they have better manners and etiquettes. So when many of our parents would tell us that when they finish school with us and they go to elementary school, most teachers, almost all teachers I know, they are required to study Montessori. So when they go to elementary school, teachers know oh wow there's a child coming from Montessori so they I mean one of the mom was telling me you know um, that the school she went to teachers were fighting over her child because they found out that he went to Montessori because Montessori children not only are advanced but they are very kind and respectful and truly great leaders in the classroom and very helpful okay well we're at a 10 minute mark again this is good morning Montessori and this is Sean Ajani your host and we are speaking to Miss Salma who is the owner of the Montessori Ivy League Academy and has a master's in Montessori. Uh, We are actually in the middle of a discussion about why is it financially better for a parent to send the child to school. Uh, By the way, Miss Montessori, uh, Miss, uh, sorry, (laughs) I wish Miss Montessori was here. Miss Salma um, is also the head of school, not just owns the school, so she actually runs the school herself. Uh, give me, tell me a little bit more about uh, finance related. The reason I ask you is that, you know, if you're a professional and that's great, let's say you're making $150,000 a year and your child goes to a Montessori, so you're spending $1,000 a month, I get it. Uh, but we all know that there are parents out there who are maybe making uh, $10 an hour, $15 an hour. What about that children? We have many, many parents in our school who do have, um, you know, you can tell. You can tell that they have finance issues, but they have made a choice because they realize that they are educated parents. So they realize that this is the age between birth to six is when they are absorbing knowledge and where they're forming. I mean, I have one of the parents, she was telling me that uh, she had two children. One went through Montessori in early childhood and one didn't for whatever reason they decided not to. 
and now the child, both children are in high school and she were telling me how there was a huge gap between how the child who went through Montessori had proper etiquettes, mannerism, respect for teachers, respect for their environment, making friends, you know, making good choices in life. And the second one is a constant struggle. And she was telling me, I wish I could go back in time and put my child back into Montessori. Um, so, you know, you, you see as they are growing up, this is the time their brain will be um, sort of developing and by six it's, it's more settling time you know even according to Dr. Montessori um, from six to nine is the age of judgment you know the kids change after six and then of course after nine there's another shift and then after 12 there's another shift so there's a different curriculum which has been set up like our curriculum which is from birth to six that's created for children who are in the stage of absorbent mind so my parents who can't afford it they usually are aware that that it's an investment. It's an investment which they're making it now, and then they will be able. And then after that, many of our children go to charter schools or public school. Uh, and of course, we recommend uh, proper school according to based on the child's strength and weaknesses. And 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 we have seen the life become much more smoother and you know more guided. And, and they know. Then they you can see the shift in children because many of our children, the siblings do come to our school. So we 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 have changed. We have seen them as they're growing up. They're. 12, 13, 14 year old coming back to school to pick up their siblings and we, we see that they are very unique children compared to kids who have gone to um, non-Montessori or traditional school. So from a finance point of view you're saying that it's worth it to spend a few hundred more dollars a month send the child uh, even though you may you may have to work extra. Okay, that's fair. Uh, something else you mentioned and then we deviated from it on purpose was parents socializing a a need that parents would have to socialize with uh, grown-ups if you will um, you know we, we do hear about postnatal depression a lot and unfortunately sometimes that continues on uh, I'm not an expert in it but uh, would you would you be able to speak about that about a depression level of parents when they have young kids and how that might affect them positively if they send their children to preschool at an early age, not just a Montessori, but any preschool. I think so. I think so. Because uh, as an adult, uh, you know, it, there, there's a limit to how much we want to play with the, with the child, even with our own children. So, so many of our parents, they want to bring their younger, youngest children only part-time just to have that three or four hours where they may go and work out or they may go and do groceries and bump into have a coffee with the friend and another great thing about um, being in a school environment you know there are parents who choose Montessori and parents who choose another preschool or daycare they're pretty much like-minded parents so you will see in them that they end up making friends within the school system you know where we have events going on um, they will connect with other parents or many times we get referrals where their friends come in and bring their children around the same time and, and they will drop and pick up kids together and then they, you can see there's a bonding going on and we have seen a lot of parents who they just bump into each other and they, they start making friends and even though that, that's a very short period of time where in the front area where they're waiting for their child to come back from the class um, they, they start connecting with other parents and, and I think as adults we need that we need that Thank you. Well, we are talking to Ms. Salma, who is the head of school of Montessori Ivy League in Pembroke Pines. This is Good Morning Montessori. 
I am Sean Ajani, your host. We are at the 15-minute mark now. So far, uh, we have talked about why a young mom or a dad should send the child to a preschool rather than keep home. The four things we accomplished here was one, that the child would actually learn rather than just play with toys at home. The second would be that child would learn how to socialize. Third would be more finance related. It would make more sense and pay a school fee and then go to work rather than just not send the child. And finally, uh, parents get to cha- a chance to mingle with other grown-ups, which is pretty important. Uh, the second question I had, which we started but we didn't quite stick to, I would like to return back to that, is, uh, you know, we talk about children going to a daycare and daycare is pretty much what we say. And I'm often corrected that uh, Montessori is not a daycare. So be as detailed as you can. I think the audience would be very much interested in knowing, let's just stick to that. Uh, Give me at least four or five distinctions, very clear distinctions between what a daycare is and what a Montessori is. Well, first of all, we do need to keep in mind that um, Montessori was created in 1907 uh, by Dr. Maria Montessori. That's 100 years ago. That's correct, or more. And uh, at that time, um, nowadays, of course, daycares are much better than what it was 100 years ago. So at that time, Dr. Montessori had created uh, the scientific method. And at the end of it, and she was um, given a small room to work with uh, some poor children in the neighborhood. And the result she was able to create was um, was amazing. People from all over the world would come just to watch her creating that action. Did that answer your question? So I guess I didn't. I, I guess I did not differentiate between the traditional versus Montessori. So most traditional schools may have curriculum, which was created uh, to teach, like I say, ABC one two three right and numbers and shapes but Montessori is the the biggest difference is the independence concept where Montessori children independently choose um, where and what area of learning they want to do for example a child would come into the classroom and say hmm I want to do language today no wait I want to do science no I want to do math I want to do practical life I want to do sensorial I want to do art and and you will see if, if you are a new parent it may seem a little bit chaotic to you because it's not traditional learning you will see that kids are sitting and the center of the class will be the teacher who will be in the front in Montessori environment teacher may be sitting with a small group of children teaching while um, other ch- older or advanced children may be teaching just a minute let me I'm sorry let me inter- inter- interpret you, inter- interrupt you here uh, I was just taking some notes while you were you saying that a child as young as one can independently pick their subjects and I just wrote down a few things you said they can work on language they can work on science they can work on math they can work on practical life uh, sensorial I believe you said and art so I'm just I'm just curious a child as young as 12 months old is able to discern this correct for example the the best thing about Montessori environment is what's called a prepared environment So the lessons are prepared before the children arrive, at least ideally a day before. So a few days ago, I went to uh, our toddler classroom and I noticed that there was a science experiment was going on. It was a very simple science experiment, even something I learned. I didn't know. 
that if you take an orange and put it in the um, uh, the jar of water, it will float. But if you peel the orange, it will sink. Right? So that was a very simple experiment, and children in that classroom were fascinated, and they were just frozen looking at that experiment. And it could be a simple experiment as peeling. An orange. Or no, but what about the independence connection here? Sure. As long as the child is able to walk, the teachers will be sort of walking behind them, and there will be many, many lessons in the classroom. So you're saying that because of that fascination with these particular subjects, they are then able to then just pick um, by the feeling that they had that they liked. I'll just explain that a little bit more to me. Sure. So um, the way it works is it's teacher's job. It, it, as much as it's a child's job is to choose independently, his teacher's job is to make sure uh, children stay well-rounded. And if a child is only... So the child is guided into being independent. Correct. Uh, of course, Montessori is always famous for its uh, freedom within a limit or freedom and limits with love, right? Limitation with love. Um, its teacher's job is to make sure the lessons which are there and they're fascinating enough for a child to be able to choose. And if you notice that my child, my children are not intrigued or bored by uh, the lessons I have, then I think it's time to rotate the lessons in the classroom. It may be the color. That's why you notice that every month there are different, the lesson concept may be the same. For example, you may be doing the lacing concept where a child is learning to lace certain kind of beads, but may the color may be changing every month and uh, different uh, concept may be brought in, but it has to be in a way that children are uh, attracted. That's why you see Montessori classrooms are all wood and have beautiful material because the whole purpose was children to be able to be attracted. So let me stop you there. Since we are talking about the distinction between a daycare um, filled with beautiful, cute, fluffy animals and you just said something about wood, just tell the audience a little. Now I'm familiar with uh, the quality of wood and steel and glass it's quite fascinating give me some more details give the audience a little bit more details about uh, the cons- I don't know what you want to call it construction or furniture whatever it is about the wood and the steel and the glass uh, f- f- at a preschool go ahead and tell us a little bit more about that um, not just the preschools but even parents are very concerned they don't want their children to handle glass material because you know they may break it you know three four year old handling glass bowls and glass uh, plates but one of the things we have learned in Montessori classroom is uh, when children are given an opportunity uh, we don't have to buy that many glass materials because it only takes one <laughs> shattering of uh, a bowl and the whole class will freeze in the beginning of the year. It usually happens in the beginning of the year where we have three to six-year-old class where you have glass material, you have more delicate um, lessons in the classroom. And one child may not know how to use it and he may drop it and break it and you will see the whole class will freeze. And then they become very conscious of that their material in the classroom are delicate. And then, then you will see their movement in the classroom, how they handle other material. Of course, then teacher will help them clean the uh, glass in the classroom. And I think that's what happened in one of our classrooms where one of the very beautiful bowls broke. The whole class froze. And uh, after that, I don't think I had to buy any more material, uh, new glass material for the class because the whole class became very careful. So when you come to a Montessori classroom, you not only see more natural things like 
wood tables and shelves and um, you know it's it's more natural energy in the classroom and but also glass and metal and um, ceramic things and, and and you will see children become very conscious and careful when they handle things and then then you see the same mannerisms will go home when they're handling um, things at home okay so the glass and the metal and the wood it's not just for show it helps um, prepare the child's psyche for the long run um, to be more independent and to be more cognizant and aware correct that's right so uh, let's we have about seven minutes left uh, on our part one of this uh, tell me uh, real quickly uh, again the distinction between uh, like a daycare and a Montessori as far as the quality and feel particularly focusing on the, the, the wood and the steel and the glass. Sure. Um, a little while back I heard this quote um, which says that um, we create the environment and then the environment will create us. In a daycare, I don't think that that thought has been put into it. I think it's sort of like a business where they really do care for children. However, in a Montessori environment, which is a scientifically based curriculum, one of the main, main concept of Montessori is the environment of the child, where um, everything is very thought out. What about the aesthetics of it? You think the aesthetic beauty is created because of uh, this more emphasis on the natural beauty like wood and, and steel and glass? Right, that, that's correct. And also, there's a sequence in Montessori, so it's not a random concept where you just put any material in any lessons. It's more of like um, if a child is learning math, the lesson will start with uh, 1 to 10 or 1 to 9 actually. And then there's the 10s lesson and the teen lesson and the hundreds and the thousands and addition and multiplication and then subtraction and division. So Montessori is a very sequential based um, lessons. Um, and of course, beauty is part of it when you come in and you see uh, that some Montessori children are not uncomfortable or even afraid of mathematics. They actually love it because if you see the beautiful Montessori beads and um, a child can hold thousands bead in their hand and they know how it was created, like one, one unit in Montessori beads, right? If you take 10 of it, it becomes 10. And then if you take 10, And that's a math lesson. That's a math lesson, correct. And then if you take 10 of those beads um, of 10s, then it becomes 100. And then if you take 10 of those, it becomes 1,000. And they can literally hold that 1,000 cube in their hand, knowing that this is not a big deal. So when kids are working on numbers, like big numbers, like thousands and 10,000, it's not a major thing for them. They think it's beautiful because if you look at the Montessori material, they're absolutely gorgeous. Wow, Ms. Salma, this has been fascinating. We have been almost the last half hour. We have been talking to Ms. Salma, who is the head of school of the Montessori Ivy League, a premier Montessori school in Pembroke Pines, Florida. TheMontessori.com, by the way, is their website. Uh, when we first started, I uh, wanted to really accomplish, accomplish two things. One was that why would a young parent send a child to off to school other than keep the child at home and the second one was what's really the difference between a uh, just any daycare and a Montessori uh, some things that I learned I think the audience learned was that the reason you want to send the child to school is that the child will learn academics will learn things like science and math and language 
Second thing is that the child will learn to socialize given a very nice uh, environment. Uh, third is that there are financial implications. The Montessori school is not always the cheapest, uh, but it's always worth it. Even if even if you are not a professional making two hundred thousand dollars a year, it would it would then it would make sense to ch- send the child to school and pay the fee, and uh, you know and have the child learn all that, and you get a chance to be independent and be with other adults and other grown-ups and do grown-up stuff, which was the fourth part of that, was that parent socialization, which is also important. Sometimes we get so bogged down with just taking care of our children at the very basic levels that we forget to live our own lives. And I think this is a good, happy medium, a win-win situation, if you will, where the child goes to a Montessori, learns, socializes, and we get to do the same. The second part of this interview, this podcast, was why Montessori? What's the difference between? And one thing I was fascinated to learn, and I'm sure the audience will be fascinated to learn also, is that uh, a child gets to be independent, independently choose subjects like uh, language, like science, math, practical life, uh, art, uh, you know, and, and, and maybe in the next few podcasts, we can explore these subjects a little bit more to see how that actually affects uh, the child. So, Ms. Salma, uh, we are about to conclude part one of this uh, podcast. And I'm sure the, uh, our audience, uh, in fact, the world would be more than happy if we did a part two of this. And in your opinion, in the 30 seconds that we have remaining in our time, uh, what, what would you think would be a fascinating uh, things to talk about in our next podcast for the audience? Um, my favorite subject in Montessori um, either are math, which is absolutely beautiful to look at, of course, and it's uh, very hands-on and very practical, and of course, uh, practical life, uh, which actually works with the um, right side of your brain, which is more language part of your brain. So kids who have difficulties with language, uh, we usually help them work uh, with practical life, and then you suddenly see that language becomes not that big of a deal. So yeah, practical life would be the fun thing to talk about. Great. So once again, Ms. Salma, thank you very much for being so generous with your time. And I would like to thank the audience again for joining Good Morning Montessori. This is Sean Ajani, your host, and we will see you for part two for this fascinating subject. Goodbye.